ladies and gentlemen. Welcome back to the Fresh Frozen Southerner podcast. My name is Jay. I hope all is well. All right, guys. The beautiful Pennsylvania weather has struck again. The Scranton St. Patrick's Day Parade was supposed to take place this past Saturday. It also coincided with a pretty major snowstorm. So the parade got canceled. It got moved to this Saturday. Scranton is generally a little bit warmer than where I am, and we're quite a bit higher in elevation. So even though Scranton's only about 20 miles away, it usually makes a pretty big difference in the in the weather that they get. I don't know how much snowfall Scranton got. We got about 10 inches on Saturday. So I'm sure Scranton was a mess on Saturday. I understand why they postponed the parade. But like I say, that is a day-long party. Everybody that was there was going to be drinking. They weren't really going to care about the snow, but... The parade route would have been a mess. I understand why they moved it back. And it's supposed to be really nice this this Saturday. It's supposed to be in the 60s and sunny, which is a rarity in March in this part of the world. But it just it's not the same. When when you have the parade after the holiday, it just does not feel the same. It's kind of like watching Christmas movies after Christmas. It just they're kind of depressing. Several years ago, in 2011, the movie Arthur Christmas came out. I think it hit the theaters Thanksgiving weekend. I don't remember specifically. But we had promised our kids we were going to take them to that. They wanted to go see it. And just things kept popping up. I think one weekend, one or both of the kids were sick. And they just stuff kept happening, and we didn't make it. Well, it turned out that we were able to take them to see that movie on New Year's Day. And it was kind of neat because, like I say, the movie had been in the theaters about five weeks. At that point, there was nobody else in the theater. We were at a matinee on New Year's Day, which I'm sure a lot of parents were hung over. But it was an interesting experience. That was the first time I'd ever been to a movie theater where we were literally the only people in the theater. It was like a private viewing. But it just doesn't feel the same. It was weird watching a Christmas movie even after New Year's. I mean, we were officially out of the holiday season at that point. And it just felt strange which always makes me wonder and during the holiday season they'll show planes trains and automobiles through the month of december but they never show it in november and he wasn't trying to get home for christmas in that movie he was trying to get home for thanksgiving dinner they should show that leading up to thanksgiving but they never show that movie in november they always show it in december which does not make any sense whatsoever unfortunately they don't call me before they make these schedules up and But somebody should tell them, you know, this isn't a Christmas movie. This is a Thanksgiving movie. Why are we not showing this in November? But I'm getting off track. Uh, But like I say, I'm sure the parade is going to be much nicer this weekend because the weather is supposed to be beautiful. But when you're having your St. Patrick's Day parade two days after St. Patrick's Day, it just doesn't feel the same. I'm sure there's still going to be a ton of people out, particularly with the weather being so nice. And they'll have a better time than they would huddled up in 22 degrees in a snowstorm. But still, the holiday's over. The parade doesn't make a great deal of sense at that point. But it is what it is, I guess. What's done is done. That's when the parade's going to be. I'm sure everybody's going to have a good time for their not St. Patrick's Day parade. The only upside is that that one green t-shirt everybody has so they can wear on the 17th of March. They'll get to wear that twice this year. But other than that, it's just sort of, I don't know, just sort of a pointless exercise when you have it after the holiday. But while we're on the subject of horrible weather, it is getting to the point of the year where you need to get your snow tires off your car, or winter tires, they don't call them snow tires anymore. And something probably a lot of you aren't aware of, most states have a statute on the books that 
there's actually a date that you're required to have studded winter tires off of your car. And this is so that it reduces the wear and tear on the asphalt. The little studs do more damage than just a regular tire, which most winter tires now aren't studded. But if you do use studded snow tires, you, you probably need to check. I'm sure your state actually has a date that you have to have those off your vehicle. Now, I've never heard anybody getting a ticket for having studded snow tires on. But just so you're aware, there probably is a state law that says you have to have those off of your car by a certain certain time. But the reason I'm bringing this up is I was having a conversation a few days ago with a friend of mine, and she had needed tires back in the fall, and she opted to go with winter tires. And she said that instead of getting new tires, she's just going to drive the snow tires until they wear out. And I was trying to convince her that that wasn't the best idea in the world. I don't think I really got through to her. Now, obviously, she can use the snow tires. It's not a big issue. The issue is that they're going to wear out extremely quickly driving those in the summer. And I'd like to go over a couple of the aspects of the winter tires and, and why you really need to have two sets if you're going to go with the winter tires on your vehicle. Now, for most of the country, you don't need winter tires. Just a good all-season tire is all you need, particularly if you've got an all-wheel drive or a four-wheel drive. Most of the country does not get a great deal of snow, and so it's, it's kind of a moot point for those people anyway, like my in-laws in the south. They might get a couple inches of snow two times a year, and there is absolutely no reason for them to go to the time and trouble of having a different set of tires for the winter. But my family in Virginia, even though that is the south, being up in the mountains, they do get some serious winter weather. In fact, back home for the last three or four years has gotten a significant more amount of snowfall than we have up here. It doesn't get quite as cold, and it doesn't hang on the way it does up here, but they do get some serious winters in the mountains of Virginia. Those people could probably use winter tires, especially on a two-wheel drive vehicle, but up here, I don't see why you'd have a two-wheel drive vehicle in Pennsylvania, even even if you're running winter tires, because the weather is just garbage up here for six months of the year. And the fact of the matter is, is that a two-wheel drive car is a liability in this climate. I don't understand why anybody would have one. A few years ago, I was at work one day and we got, and it was the first snowfall of the year, which is always great because during that first snowfall of the year, 99% of the people on the road act like they've never seen it before. They have no clue how to drive in it. They don't know what to do. They all panic. But a few years ago, I was at work and the first snowstorm come through and we got about 15 inches during the time that I was at work. And I lived about 10 miles away from the dealership I was working at. And it generally takes me about 20 minutes to drive home. It took me about an hour and a half to get home that day. I was creeping along. I had the four-wheel drive engaged. I was doing maybe five miles an hour the entire way home, and I was just weaving in and out of parked two-wheel drive vehicles. Now, I did not pass a single vehicle that had slid off the road into the ditch. I did not pass any accidents. The cars that I was weaving in and out of were simply like four-door sedans like Buicks and Cadillacs that had stopped on a hill and could not get moving again. So their car was just sitting in the lane going up and down these mountains. And it took me forever to get home. And like I say, I did not pass a single quote-unquote accident. It was just a bunch of abandoned vehicles in the road. Now, that is an extreme example because winter tires is not going to help Grandma's Pontiac get through 15 inches of snow uh, because that was the other thing. The snow plows weren't ready. They were not out plowing the roads at all. There was 15 inches of snow on the roads. And in that situation, winter tires wouldn't have made any difference. But if you're driving a two-wheel drive vehicle in this climate, winter tires are pretty much a must-have. 
Now, you can get studded snow tires still. About half of the ones that are sold do have the wells to be studded. Uh, when I was a much younger man working at Sears in the Automotive Center, I studded several tires. And that should have been just kind of a nice, relaxing thing to do. You know, I was in the back room. I had a little pneumatic gun that would shoot the studs into the holes for them. But I hated doing that. That was the most boring thing in the world. And like I say, it should have been a nice break just to take 30 minutes and just kind of turn my brain off and do this very repetitive work and just enjoy some peace and quiet for a little while. But I hated doing that. It just felt like it took forever. And like I say, I wasn't putting them in by hand. I had a little a little metal bracket that the tire would sit down on so you could push down. And you had a little pneumatic gun. It sort of looked like an impact wrench or a power drill. And the tip of this thing just had three metal prongs and a little hopper on top that the studs went in. And you'd shake that thing around and it would feed a little internal magazine in the tool itself. And then you would push that tool down into the little well for the stud to go into. And when you pull the trigger, a little metal rod would push the stud through those prongs, which would spread out and open up the hole. And the metal rod would seat the stud down against the bed of the tire. And like I said, there was nothing to it. It wasn't hard. It just, it was just monotonous and boring. And you would take maybe six minutes per tire. But if you're doing four tires, then you're in there for 35, 40 minutes doing that. And it just felt like it took forever. And even really leaning on that gun every once in a while, the stud wouldn't go in and seat right. And if it doesn't go in correctly, you have to get a pair of pliers and pull it out. It just, it was a pain in the butt and I hated doing it. But like I say, most people don't bother with the studded snow tires anymore. And the design has gotten to the point where it's not really necessary to have the studs. Now, if you are driving on ice, studs make a huge difference in the traction that you get. But the winter tires really have gotten a lot better. Now, in the 70s, if you bought snow tires... Those were just a passenger tire that had a little bit more of aggressive of a tire tread. You're basically buying pseudo off-road tires for your for your Volkswagen. And that's really all they were. Now, they did do a little better in snow. They didn't do any better on ice. But just in snow, it did offer some better traction because that more open tire tread could dig down and get you to some clean pavement. But they really weren't all that great. They did make a difference, but they weren't a huge improvement over just regular all-season street tires. But the winter tires that they sell now are a huge improvement over those old snow tires. Now, they do still have sort of an open tread to them. They look more like off-road tires than street tires. And again, that open tread will kind of dig into the snow. Plus, as the wheel's spinning, the, the more space you have between the lugs, the easier it is for the snow that gets packed in there to flip itself out. And it keeps you a good, clean tread biting into the snow. Also, the individual lugs, if you look at winter tires, a lot of times the lugs, which the lug is just the the blocks of tread that are raised up above the bed of the tire. On a regular passenger tire, those will be solid. So you have basically just a one-inch square piece of rubber touching the pavement as the wheel rotates. On winter tires, you'll notice all of the lugs around that tire have got grooves cut into them. So instead of having a one-inch square of rubber coming down onto the ice, you've got little strips of rubber that are coming down on the ice. And believe it or not, that tremendously improves the traction because those individual pieces of rubber can move independent of each other. They can kind of conform and grab onto little imperfections and irregularities in the ice. Sort of think somebody uh, rock climbing, getting their fingertips into a little crevice in the rock. It allows the tire to really grip onto the road surface and the ice it makes a really big difference in the traction that the tire has Uh, just in case you're curious those grooves are called sipes now that is an industry term because they have to make up some kind of a name for anything so that it sounds more impressive 
you know, if you're standing and trying to sell somebody a tire and you say, well, there's grooves cutting the lugs, it improves technology, there improves traction. You sound like you're just talking out of your butt. But if you say that now these tires have sipes cut into them specifically to improve the traction on ice and snow, suddenly you don't sound like you're making stuff up just to try to push a sale. You sound like a man imparting knowledge. And that's important. But in case anybody was curious or interested, those grooves are called sipes. And they're not just there for looks. That really does improve the traction of the tire. Another benefit to having the sipes on the tire is as you drive over pea gravel, and up here they don't put cinders down on the road, but if you live somewhere where they put cinders, as you drive over that, you'll have little rocks and just debris from the road that gets pushed into those tiny little grooves. And believe it or not, that actually improves the traction of the tire. That almost makes it like a studded tire. You've got little pebbles caught in the tread of the car or in the tread of the tire. And that actually gives you more bite into the snow and onto the ice as the wheel travels around. It's actually, it might be an unintended benefit of having those sipes on the tire, but it is something that happens and it actually gives you some traction. It, It helps you get down the road in the winter. But far and away, the biggest improvement to the winter tires over the old old school snow tires is the rubber itself. When you buy tires, that rubber has it's got a lot of additives in it that change the nature of the rubber compound. That's a big reason why Michelin's cost two hundred dollars a piece, and you can get some bottom shelf Goodyears for one hundred and ten dollars a piece. It's the additives it's also why some tires are rated for 30,000 miles and some are rated for 70,000 miles they add chemicals and different compounds to the rubber to change the consistency changes the way weather affects at the temperature you know most people aren't aware rubber is not black rubber is white the black coloring on the tires that is an additive that they put into the rubber to turn it black instead of just being white Now, you may think white tires would look kind of cool, but white tires would look filthy after you drive two miles. Plus, it's just tradition. Tires are black on automobiles, but that's actually a coloring that they add to the rubber to make it black versus it would just be pure white. It would look like a stick of chewing gum on your wheels. But the winter tires, the rubber compound that they use is designed to be at the perfect consistency when the temperature is around 20 degrees. Now, if you walk on a warm walk out on a warm summer day and you're feeling your street tires, you know, it's it's pretty firm, but if you push on it, it will give a little bit. You can tell that it's a little bit springy, it's got some give to it. But if you did the same thing to those tires in the dead of winter when it's about 15 degrees, that rubber would feel hard as a rock. Because rubber is just like everything else. The colder it gets, it contracts, it makes it stiffen up, becomes less pliable. And stiff rubber does not give you good grip on the asphalt the way a softer rubber would. Winter tires, the rubber is formulated so that when it is 20 degrees outside, that rubber is as soft as a regular street tire would be at 75 degrees. And that is a huge part of why the winter tires give you such good traction. They're designed to be run in cold cold weather. And the rubber is designed so that it is still very grippy at cold temperatures. And if you feel a set of winter tires in the summer when it's 75, 80 degrees outside, that rubber is extremely soft. It feels, I mean, it almost feels like pencil eraser. If you touch a set of those tires, you just put your hand on it and then pull it away. I mean, it's the rubber so soft, it almost feels tacky. It's like your skin wants to stick to the rubber, which is why you should not drive your winter tires in the summer. 
because that rubber, when it's hot and when it's 80 and 90 degrees, that rubber is so soft. Driving down the road, it is scuffing off that rubber at an incredible rate. You know, I said it feels about like a pencil eraser. It's just a very soft rubber. Well, think about how quickly a pencil eraser wears away just erasing a couple of words off of a page. That exact same thing is happening to your tires. Driving winter tires in the summer, you'll be lucky if you get two seasons out of them. They will wear away. I mean, you can almost see a difference week to week in how much tread is left on those tires. Driving along on that sun-blasted pavement in July will wear those tires out incredibly quickly. Now, winter tires are a little bit cheaper. A lot of that is due to it. it's less of a process to get the rubber ready to make the tires themselves. As I said, that you know the rubber compounds, they've got a lot of additives, a lot of chemicals put into it to affect the performance and the grip of the tire. Well, a lot of what they're putting in there is chemicals to make the tire more stiff and more resilient, and that's how they can get 70,000 miles out of a good set of tires. Well, with the winter tires, they're not worried about the mileage per se, so they're not adding in all that extra stuff that makes the rubber stiffer and more resilient. That reduces the cost to actually produce the tire, and as a result, the winter tires are quite a bit cheaper than a regular set of passenger tires. The tire manufacturer also is not really concerned about a tread life warranty on winter tires, which they do have them, but they're generally 20, 25,000 miles. It's not a great deal. But that's why you shouldn't run your tires in the summer because you're just going to wear them off. It's They're going to go quicker than you can believe that it will wear a tire down. And there's certainly nothing that says you can't just leave your winter tires on other than the incredibly fast wear on the tread that you're going to see. Kind of ironically, winter tires in the summer, they feel fantastic on a car because the rubber is so soft. Soft rubber rides very smooth. It cushions all those little bumps. You'll you'll go over stuff that on a regular tire you could feel as a slight vibration. It'll feel like you're just floating down the road on a set of winter tires in the summer. And the car will handle fantastic because that soft rubber really grips the pavement. The car will handle very nice. But the reason you don't do that is because you're just trashing a set of winter tires when you do that. That's that's dollar bills you're leaving on the pavement every mile you drive on those vehicles or on those winter tires. And it is a bit of a hassle to go in twice a year and get tires mounted and balanced. But if you if you need winter tires, if you live somewhere where I do, they do make a big difference. And a lot of places, a lot of dealerships anyway, and probably a lot of these big tire retail chains, but definitely most car dealerships, if you buy the tires there and you come in and you get them swapped out, they will store your street tires over the winter. And then when you come in in the spring, they'll, they'll mount and balance the street tires and they'll store the winter tires through the summer. Now, there is a little bit of a fee that they'll charge to mount and balance the tires. It's not much generally. It's basically just enough to cover the time of the technician that's mounting them and whatever shop materials they're going to use. And 100% full disclosure, that guarantees that you're going to come back there to get the tire swapped out in the spring. But it is a very convenient thing that most dealerships will offer. And plus, you don't have to haul the tires home. You don't have to find a space for them. And then they're going to be sitting for six months in your way in your basement or garage. It is a convenience. Plus, the tires are going to be stored up off the concrete. They're not going to be dry rotting. They're going to be in a pretty stable temperature-wise environment. It is a convenience, and if your dealership or tire place offers that, I suggest you uh, take advantage of it because it is a little bit more convenient on you. Again, you do have to go in and get them swapped out twice a year, but 
the benefit to it really outweighs the inconvenience. And I know it's an expense having a separate set of tires for your car, but you got to think you're doubling the amount of time that your good street tires are going to last because for four or five months out of the year, you're not driving on them. But long story short, I was not able to convince my friend that she needed to pick up a set of street tires to run this summer. She is going to just leave the winter tires on her vehicle until they wear out. And again, the car is going to drive fine through the summer, but she got those tires put on uh, in October, I think she said, and they will get her through this summer and next winter. But this time next year, when the springtime's rolling around, she's going to need to replace those tires. And those tires will be 15 months, 16 months old at that point, and they'll be completely wore out. And there's just really no reason for her to go through that expense next year if she would bite the bullet and put out a little bit of money this year. All right, guys, that's about all I've got for you today. I bet you didn't realize you were tuning in for such important winter tire talk today. But I hope you learned something. I hope you found it interesting, and I hope you enjoyed the show. If you did, please leave me a like and a comment, and please give me a subscription to the show. That would be greatly appreciated. If you'd like to leave a comment, you can do so at freshfrozensoutherner at gmail.com or on the Facebook page for the Fresh Frozen Southerner show. All right, guys. Once again, I thank you for sitting with me this long. I know tires aren't a big topic of discussion for most individuals, but that's uh, kind of the career path I've been on for about the last 20 years, so I actually sit around and think about this stuff quite a bit. All right, guys. I hope your week's going well. We will talk again very soon, and thank you very much. Thank you very much.